Cheers. How you going, boys? Thank you. Good. How's going, going on? Yeah, not much. Interesting little topic today. Yeah. Blood flow restriction training. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a few guys do it at the gym. Yeah, I've been into it for a little bit. Have you? Yeah. It's uh cuffing up. Yeah. It, it it's one of those things that uh I think you might have mentioned before, Dave, it sounded like a bit of a gimmick, you know? Well, that's what I always thought it was. Yeah. And until I did a bit of research in preparation for this podcast, it I've sort of changed my tune a little bit. Mm. Um, not that I think that I'll I'll use it too often, but it definitely does have some benefits, particularly with um rehab yep. uh, or, or injured injured clients. Post surgery. Mm. Yeah. 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 So blood flow restriction training, or sometimes cats called katsu, which is the Japanese fellow who invented it several years ago. I think that's actually the name of the system. Yeah, he, yeah, the katsu yeah, bands. Yeah. They they kind of yeah, because katsu apparently is like the Japanese word for training with pressure mm. or something like that. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Can you order a chicken katsu? <laughs> 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 Sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah, it does. I could go one right now. Yeah. That was good. That was a good one, though. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Katsu is the band. I think the type of band, like you said. Yep. Um, so have that's you a really fancy one. It is. Okay. So let's let's start with what blood flow restriction training is. Mm, yeah. So it's when you partially partially obstruct the flow of blood to your extremities whilst you're exercising. And it's low intensity exercise, isn't it? Well, yeah. And restricting yep. the restricting the blood flow to the working muscle. Yeah, because I guess it essentially mimics like high intensity, high load. It sort of tricks your body into thinking that that's what's happening because you get that build up of those uh, like metabolic byproducts. So your muscles feel like they're working harder than what they are. So I think, like you said, uh, it's really good for growing like your type two muscle fibers, but it's also uh, really good for rehab because you don't have to lift heavy weight in order to stimulate muscle growth. Yep. So like. I think if you're coming back from an injury or something like that, or if you're elderly and you're worried about getting injury, which will set you back so far, then you can get away from uh, only lifting sort of like 20 to 35% of the one rep max, as opposed to what you would normally do to try and build muscle where you're up in the you know 70s, 80s or higher yeah. to do the same sort of thing. So it's pretty nifty in that respect that you're yeah. sort of tricking your body into uh, growing muscle. Yeah, well, that's what I, I read. A lot of the, um, the stimulus that's created by it under the blood flow restriction training um, uh, environment is similar to high intensity resistance lifting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So at a muscular, like a cellular point of view, I think your muscles get tricked into thinking that that's what's happening, mm. but you get none of the uh, like risk associated with heavy lifts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah. not not that gimmicky really when you look into the science of actually like uh, what's happening. Yeah. And what it's stimulating. Well, but if you. But it sounds gimmicky, doesn't it? It does, yeah. You put these special bands on, you pay us a fair bit of money for this fancy system, and yeah, uh, yeah, you'll grow big muscles in the AI. Yeah. So there's some you can buy that are really fancy, like those Katsu bands, a 300 plus, and they they do specific arterial pressure that you need, and you can pump them up and pump them down, like a blood pressure cuff, I suppose. Yeah, like a thin blood pressure cuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are different measurements of, of the cuffs, aren't there? They're different widths. Yeah, so depending on like your arm and leg size, I think you buy like a tailored, uh, you know, like diameter, so it'll fit around, you know, your extremities, yeah. so like your upper arm or your upper leg, and because then I think you sort of work out your pressures based on your systolic blood pressure and stuff. Yeah, like right. That. So it's advisable to get a practitioner to measure your 
appropriate um, occlusion level? I think you can get or resistant restriction level. The the Katsu website is is very good. There's sort of yeah, Q and A's and there's a lot of information on there. Yeah, so right. you can get cheap ones that are a bit like a a bit like a tourniquet or you know when you're going in and get your you do give some blood or you know you have a blood test and they or you're going to shoot up some heroin. <laughs> 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 you know you tie off the end of your muscle, so that's kind of what they're doing. So you can get cheap ones like that off eBay for twenty to forty bucks. Yeah, right. And I don't know how well they work. I think they do a a, a pretty good job. Yeah. But these katsu bands, yeah, are specifically pressured to you and the amount of blood flow that you want to get in and out of your muscle. Right. Yeah. How do how do they how do how do they get that information then to make it specific for you? Oh, I think it would come with it. You know, there is a. They so might be automatic. I don't know. Yeah. So there's a few different um, systems. So you got the Katsu system, and then you've also got other mobs, um, sort of like uh, physios and stuff in the US that use a slightly different system where they use like a surgical. Uh, tourniquet, yeah, right. Which is a bit like a thinner version of a blood pressure cuff. And then what those guys do is they're measuring your systolic blood pressure, and then they're doing a percentage of that. So you don't want to completely occlude. Yeah. So there's no like venous or arterial blood or micro circulation going into your arm at all because that can be really damaging. You can damage nerves and muscles and stuff. But I think they were using a formula like say to keep the numbers very round. If if you're going to sort of do it yourself, if your systolic blood pressure was a hundred. I think they're doing like 40% of that. So you might pressure the band up to 40 and then you're going to get the right level of occlusion. Then you've got times and stuff like that. But I think one of the advantages if you use this Katsu system is you can get the bands or you can get a system that comes with its own automated, uh, it's like a small little sort of bicycle pump thing and it actually intermittently pumps up and releases it as you're working out. It does it all for you. So it's essentially got its own little sensors and everything and you can run a couple of different programs. You can run either a constant pressure one where it'll just maintain a certain pressure on your arms or legs or it could run a cyclical one where it sort of, I think it inflates for 30 seconds and then it releases for five seconds and it does a certain amount of rotations of that and then you can run a certain amount of programs of that. So we'll probably get into a little bit more about the sort of physiology of how it works and then we can probably loop back to like the advantage of the I think the gold standard is using the cyclical one. Yeah. But the downside of that is that you've got to buy that system, which is a thousand US dollars. Yeah. Or so you've got you to got tie off for five seconds. Yeah. And then exactly. I mean, up. you're yeah. not realistically going to do that in the middle of a set because no. my understanding is um, because you're lifting less weight and you want to get a build up of uh, sort of lactic acid and other things, you're doing higher reps. Yeah. So if you're in the middle of doing 30 reps, you probably don't want to stop. I've got to undo both my bands, undo yeah. your bands, keep going. Yep. Oh, five seconds is up. Got to do my bands up. Again. You know, you're going yeah. to lose your mojo. So yeah. um, if it's if it's so automated think, and coming in. If it's automated, yeah. it's obviously the gold standard. I think you can even do stuff like swim with them. I think, yeah, well, I think it's waterproof. Yeah, people use them for – so the constant pressure one is pretty good for, say, a long, slow walk. Yes. You know, and you keep it on, you keep the pressure on, you tie off up near your uh, hip, sort of around your – Around your leg, like as high as you can go, really, isn't it? To get yeah, the maximum it's as high as you can go on your extremity. Yeah, then and then you go for a nice long walk, forty minutes, 
yep. release at the end. So you wouldn't do a tourniquet at, at your hip and then one also at, um, below your knee? No. No? Because you're not you're aiming to completely cut everything off. You're aiming to cut sort of most of it off. Uh, but you definitely still want microcirculation. And I think you even want a bit of venous return and a little bit of arterial. Yeah. But not too much. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's one of those fine balance things, isn't it? I think yeah. there's risk with um, just using the band sort of if you're not careful. Yeah. Like you don't want to get a, an actual tourniquet and, and actually, it off. And actually yeah. put it on. You're going to yeah. damage nerves and fuck yourself up and yeah. increase your risk of blood clots and stuff. So um, so with regards to um, a protocol, I, I saw somewhere that, that it's recommended about four sets of 30 reps, then 15, then 15, then 15. Um, and you're using about 20 to 40% of your one rep max. And between yes. those sets, you're having about a 30 to 60 second rest. There's, there's, a, few, there's a few different protocols. Yeah. Yep. I think the 30, 30 seconds on, five seconds off was Katsu specific. Uh, that's okay. actually for the pressure in the bands. Yeah. And then uh, I think their protocol was similar. So it was something like, um, again, using about 20 to 40% of your one rep max. And then I think they were talking about like 30 reps. Uh, only about a 10-second rest period, mm-hmm. uh, and then like 20, and then the same rest period, and then like 15, and then maybe like 10 or 15 for your last, so actually four sort of um, sets. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So very minimal rest. So you're trying to build yep. up those yeah. uh, metabolic byproducts in your, yeah. in your muscle. You definitely got to you know, check your ego at the door at the gym because yeah, you, yeah, you can't lift heavy because it – Bicep curling. You're done in – Five or kilos or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really, really low doing weight. Just, just the bar or you yeah. might be squatting body weight or yeah. something, especially That's if you're older or you don't have a high squat. Yeah. You know, or, well, you know, if you're older, you it's... might be deadlifting 50 pounds or something. Yeah. Or just body weight. <laughs> yeah. You know. And so after, um, with the regards to tightness measurement, so out of 10, would it be roughly about a f- five, six, seven out of 10 tightness? On the oh, it's, yeah, I'd say seven. Yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've been yeah. doing it, haven't you? So yeah. What yeah. What have you got? Have you just got normal? Um, I've like just got tourniquet? eBay. Yeah. Cheapies. Yeah. So just like, similar to like what they would put on you if you were going to give blood or something like that. Like yeah. That sort of. Yeah. It's yeah. it's kind of um. So slightly thicker, maybe. What's that? Two and a half centimeter band. So it's. I think it's a bit thicker than the Katsu ones. Yep. And yeah. And yeah, the teeth. Nice. Yeah, and then it's just got a clip. Clips in. Can pinch a little. Yep. If you don't get it right, and then, yeah, just really lightweight, even sort of some bodyweight chin-ups, push-ups. Yep. Are they practical, mate, um, to release during your rest period and then tighten up again to get going? Obviously, Not, Smitty just mentioned maybe a five-second rest and then a ten-second rest. Yeah. yeah. You're releasing it and then tightening it up again between the – in the rest period, is it is it practical? Not not really for these ones. The, the rest is a little bit longer. Right. Because it's just harder to yeah, gotcha. tighten them up. Yeah. So it's almost, you know, the the Jim Stepani program that we're doing with the Tabata sets, it's might might be good for that. Yeah, right. It'd, it'd kill you. Yeah. Kill you. But um, you know, you could do a Tabata twenty twenty ten sort of protocol, four mm. minutes of work, have a good rest, switch it up. Gotcha. Yeah. Mate, how much different does it feel when you're doing it? Do you get like more lactic acid sort of pump, like yes. pain going on? Does your arm or your leg feel really full of blood? Like, do you feel well, it, um, it's quite an odd feeling when you release it? You know, because you, yeah. you kind of get on your arms, you get sort of 
you know, you turn a bit white, you get a bit tingly yep. and, you know, you, you've, you're releasing almost new red blood cells. This is good. Yeah, into that area, flush it all out. Mm. It's kind of it's kind of a strange feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So should we good. talk about how it works, like the science behind it? Yeah. Because that that's one thing that interested me. I I, mm. I wasn't quite um, savvy on 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 how the the science worked. Uh, I I, re- I saw this report published in the NIH um, on website in January 2022 by uh, the Department of Orthopedics and Rehab and uh, Owens Recovery Science. Uh, the blood, it was called the blood flow restriction therapy and it's used for rehab and return to sport. And that had a little bit of information in there. Um, and Smitty, you mentioned it also that at a cellular level, metabolites uh, are produced uh, during this process and, that, and they're products of metabolism that um, drive certain biological functions. Uh, so, so they amplify, uh, under B, BFR conditions, they amplify... Um, metabolite production yeah so yeah yeah that's that's the whole idea of it and then that induces then earlier fatigue which then results in increased motor unit recruitment yeah is that myokines yep yeah yeah so that intermittent hypoxia generates sort of a increase in anti-inflammation myokines yep so which i mean everything we do what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. We sort of talk about that a fair bit on the Ancestral Man podcast. And so all the exercise you do is trying to create a small stress that your body then has to overcome, realize and get better for the next time that that happens. And this is this is similar, I guess. And those myokines are uh, sort of help improve the endothelial function of the vascular system. So Mm. improving the, uh, what's the word? Elasticity of veins and opening them up and yeah. Well, so cytokines you might remember was fairly big during COVID times. Uh, so you talk about, you know, these cytokine storms that come in causing, causing the issue of during COVID. So, so inflammation, my, essentially, like yeah. a, a massive inflammatory storm in yeah. your body, yeah. Yeah, so myokines are the ones in the muscle. So they're, yeah, increasing to the intermittent hypoxia, so the, the reduction of oxygen. They come in, reduce that inflammation, and it's a, a increase in hormone response, so you get you know, human growth hormone. The real good thing about it is you don't have to lift really heavy weights. It's mm. not too strenuous on the body. So you're getting all these benefits of of that hormonal response. It increases muscle tone. So you, as those age, we talked about age-related muscle loss. So preventing sarcopenia was one of the things that was uh, caused people to die early. That muscle loss, you fall over, you don't have the muscles to keep you up and broken bones and whatnot. So as far as longevity is concerned, it's a pretty good one. So it also improves your metabolic flexibility. So being able to use sort of fat and carbohydrates uh, as it increases the number of glucose transporters that come in after you release the band, come in, absorb the sugar in the cells and help distribute energy that way. So you, 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 your insulin and your insulin resistance will 
be normalised. Is that the right word? Yeah, it just helps your body stabilise sugar. Stabilise, that's you'll, it. You'll be able to get those extra glute receptors, which will uptake more sugar and yep. all, all, sort of all the benefits that you get from growing muscle anyway, but I guess yeah. it allows you to do it at an older age with less weight Yeah, which um, through those sort of tricks. As you get older, that those chronic diseases from insulin resistance – Type 2 diabetes, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, those ones, mm. type 3 And just diabetes. falls, like frailty and stuff, like you said. Like yeah. People literally just falling down and breaking a hip and it's the end, isn't it? Like yeah. You look at the stats for elderly people once they fall and break a hip and the sort of mortality rate within two years post-fracturing their hip is something horrible. Like it's yeah, it's not quite a death sentence, but it's bloody up there. Yeah. Like if you don't do some rehab and get moving again, it's it's quite a quite an interesting thing. One of the things I found interesting about the, the BFR is um, – sort of what's happening at a muscular level. So uh, sort of most people would be familiar if we keep it very simple. You've got like your, your type 1 and your type 2 muscle fibres. So you've got your type 1 fibres, like your slow twitch involved in like endurance and long efforts. Uh, and then you've got your type 2 and type 2 gets broken down into different ones, but we'll just leave it at type 2 for now. Your fast twitch sort of glycolytic muscle fibres that rely more on um, that glycolytic pathway, like breakdown of sugar. And so what I found interesting is when you're – putting on those BFR cuffs, uh, you're essentially obviously stopping fresh blood from coming into the muscle during work. So even when you're lifting very light load, which usually your type 1 muscle fibres could handle lifting because you don't need that explosive type 2 muscle fibre coming in, because no blood's coming in that's oxygenated, you've got that hypoxia in that muscle, your type 1 muscle fibres are essentially tapping out because they're oxidative. They need oxygen, your type 1 muscle fibres, to work. So what it's forcing your type 2 muscle fibres to do is to jump in and take the load. So it's working them at a much lower rate. So you could put those katsu bands on and go for a walk and when usually you're just going to use mostly your type 1 muscle fibres and sort of working on that, you're actually using and fatiguing your type 2 muscle fibres. Um which I found really fascinating. Super interesting, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. normally to exercise your type 2 muscle fibres, you've got to do something dynamic or, or, or fast. Or, exactly. Or, so yeah. you're not having to Strenuous. do that high-weight explosive movements that you want to stimulate your type 2. You're going to do it from more mundane things like lifting 20% of your one rep max. Mm. And then the byproduct of that is because you're using your type 2 muscle fibres and you've got that limb, you know, let's say occluded or at least partially occluded, type 2 muscle fibres are glycolytic which means they like to use sugar we all know that they burn sugar and they've got their own um reserves within your muscle but then that sugar that that glucose forms pyruvate and then pyruvate forms lactate so then what you're doing is you're getting a build-up of lactic acid in your muscle and you're also getting a build-up of uh, free protons basically you're getting more acidic in there um once you get that that is the absolute trigger for your body and your muscles to start making um, human growth hormone and insulin-like growth factor. So it's essentially a cheat's way of naturally boosting your muscular levels of uh, human growth hormone and insulin-like growth factor. Because usually a lot of the insulin-like growth factor is made in the liver. But your muscles can make it. And if it's made within the muscle, it's going to act within the muscle a lot more. So it's really fascinating. Like it's a really interesting... um, biochemical trick to force you to use type 2 muscle fibres and to help you build, as you spoke about, the human growth hormone and the IGF-1, the insulin-like growth factor. Yeah. And then on top of that, because your muscles aren't getting the, um, the blood flow and they're getting this 
uh, sort of austere environment in there with the, the high lactate and the high level of uh, sort of protons or acidity, you're getting, um, it's called uh, HIF1A, so hypoxia inducible factor. So because your muscle's hypoxic, it's stimulating this HIF1, and it's also stimulating something called uh, VEGF, which is vascular endothelial growth factor. And what that's going to do is it's actually going to help you grow new um, like micro uh, blood vessels and stuff within your muscles. Because one thing that happens when you get older is that your blood supply going to your muscles at a sort of a microscopic level actually gets poorer. And one of the reasons why, apart from the hormonal reasons why you don't grow muscle and maintain it, is because you're actually not getting the nutrients in there through um, through your vascular network. Mm-hmm. So it's actually going to help you grow new tiny little uh, like arterioles and stuff like Ooh. that to actually give your muscles the fuel that it needs to work. So that's sort of tricking your body on all levels yeah, and giving you this like amazing boost. yeah. And then once you've built up all this um, lactate in your muscles, that's also fuel for your brain. So like your brain uses sugar, but your brain can also use lactate. It can also use ketones. So if you do one of these workouts, you do it, you take the band off, and then you're going to get all this um, – flush of sort of lactate into your system because you've built up all this lactic acid, that's going to go into your brain and that's going to stimulate uh, brain-derived nootropic factor, which is going to help you uh, sort of grow new neurons and like stimulate your brain. So what a game changer. Yeah. Like, I mean, when you look at the biochemistry of what's happening, I, I find it like fascinating and yeah. pretty pretty cool. Like there's a lot of benefit. Yeah. Huge benefit. Yep. All those uh, myokines that I was talking about, they are IGF-1. Yeah, okay, there you go. Um, yes. So, yeah, I mean, interleukin you, 6 and yep. BDNF, brain derived nootropic yeah. factor. So, they all yep. fall under that. Yeah. HIF yeah. 1A. And it's, it's pretty cool, hey? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, Just by partially occluding yeah. blood flow and lifting light weight. Yeah. Yep. Like, I, I don't know, like, a lot of stuff we talk about comes from some sort of ancestral thing, but I can't think of what this is. I was just thinking the you know same I mean? thing. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, autophagy and fasting. Well, that's because yeah. they couldn't catch any bloody food and cold water immersion. Well, they used to get exposed to cold and yeah. all this stuff. But yeah. you think about this, and this is a super scientific one where you go, eh, yeah. I don't know if they used to partially yeah. include their limbs. For yeah, no way would they. <laughs> this <laughs> is one of the developments of science yeah. that have... This is full nerd now. Like, yeah. like, how did yeah. these guys come up with this? I, yeah. This was invented, I saw, or they started working on it in 1966. Right, yeah, Japanese. Right. Yeah, yeah. So wow. it goes back quite a long way, but yeah. I yeah. think in the Western world, it's only really come out in the last uh, sort of turn of the century, really, like two thousand, and hasn't really got big till maybe two thousand and ten. So quite, yeah. quite recent. Yeah. Well, like you said, like Dave said earlier, you know, it might have been a little bit of a gimmick. People are looking at these people in the gym with these bands on, lifting ah. a kilo, doing curls, going, "What is going on here?" Man, like, it sounds like a gimmick. It sounds like you get a free set of steak knives if you buy them or something <laughs> like. <that. laughs> But yeah, when you look into it and look into the science oh, and man. what yeah. it's doing on a biochemistry level is yeah. is outstandingly yeah. uh, beneficial for it everyone, is. really. Yeah, especially for longevity. Yeah, we, we often talk about. Yeah, that. we've done an app on that. Yeah. So, some of the things I read was um the increase um of prolif- proliferation of satellite cells, which are cells mm. that can develop into more than one cell. Yeah, uh, during this process, and and they're also um responsible for muscle growth and regeneration and it was originally thought that satellite cells were only activated similar to the fast the the, the type 2 fast twitch fibers during high intensity or high resistance activity um, but it's actually found that they are um, 
increase in production during BFR conditions. Uh, and also the, um, uh, we're talking about prol- proliferation of certain chemicals and hormones and whatever. There's a down regulation of uh, myostatin, which is a negative mm. regulator of muscle growth. Yep. So that's actually sort of um, decreased, therefore actually you know, helping the satellite cells do their thing about growing yeah. growing muscles. Because myostatin inhibits muscle growth, doesn't it? That's that right. right. Yeah. stops muscles from getting yes. bigger. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah. It is, eh? Yeah. Um, certain evidence of protein translation via certain pathways um, has an effect on muscle protein synthesis and hypertrophy. Mm. So um, there's a lot of little chemical things going on there oh, during this simple process. Yeah. Uh, that you know, I mean, like, yeah, I, I was sort of quite baffled by the a lot of the science behind it when I looked into it. Yeah. Um, I've heard of a lot of uh, pretty high-level clubs using it for – uh, injury rehab. Yeah. You know, a lot of like big American football teams and stuff like that and sort of high injury rates and they're able to keep the guys uh, having like good muscle size, good strength, even though they can't load, you know, limbs, like if they do a knee or a, I don't know, shoulder or whatever. Yeah. They're still, you know, keeping that muscle in good health. Yeah. And then slowly the tendon or whatever can sort of repair. Do you reckon that would be the, the major sort of um, use of it, like compared to sort of like bodybuilding? I mean, I, I've not, I know a few bodybuilders. I don't, I wouldn't know whether they would be using this technique. I wonder whether its place really does sit in rehab and injury recovery and uh, aged aged clients and that sort of thing. I reckon you hit the nail on the head. I reckon elderly, yeah, maybe if you're sort of over fifty and you're starting to really fall off the perch with your hormones, or or if you're injured and you can't lift, seem like the two big ones. Because I think when you're young, you obviously can, um, you know, use those uh, heavier lifts and sort of stimulate that you know, HDH, IGF pathway naturally if you want to. But obviously as you get old, like especially if you're sedentary and you're trying to get into it, if you go and start doing, you know, 85% of your one rep max and you're old and your tendons are a bit sort of brittle and depleted, well, yeah. you're, you're going to hurt yourself, aren't you? And then yeah. you're gonna, only going to do that several times and you're going to say, fuck this, I'm just going to sit on the couch. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I think you could use it for I think a lot other of, stuff. A lot of elite athletes, so – um, Olympic runners, things like that. But I think basketballers use them as well. And so it can be used during any phase of your your training. So warm up, main exercises, cool down. I think they use it a lot as a warm up. So you know, say if you're running 100 metres on the track, you know, your 100 metres is 10 to 15 seconds, depending on who you are. Eight, nine, nine to 15, depending on who you are. <coughs> They've done a few studies, and I, I'll try and find it. We can link to it if not, I need to. But the human growth factor release is delayed, mm. and after about twelve to fifteen minutes, that's when that really kicks in the human growth hormone. So they're using it for their warm up. They put them on, use it for a warm up, do their do their bits and pieces. If their race is at twelve o'clock, say they take them off at eleven forty five. And then that human growth factor, growth hormone, kicks in 15 minutes later and they're ready for their race. Oh, so they're timing that surge of hormones for exactly the point that they want to... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So And athletes have reported feeling really light on their feet and quicker. Yeah, fucking jacked. Yeah, wow. ath- uh, basketballers are uh, already hitting their you know, peak vertical jump, Yep, those kind of things. And it came from Japanese pitchers in baseball using it you know, in pitching, you know, you pitch for what, maybe 10 minutes of a 
Um, mm. And innings, you go and sit and you wait. So p- Japanese pitchers were using it, um, flushing that, you know, putting the band on, sitting down, yeah. taking it off. Yeah, yep. using it that way. So really quite Ooh. interesting. I mm. think it increases uh, muscle recruitment as well, doesn't it? I think mm. people have used it in warm-up and it'll actually, you'll, you'll recruit more muscle fibres into a certain movement. So uh, just by doing that, obviously you'll increase uh, sort of strength and all that sort of jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's also really good for people in sort of sedentary work. So if you wanted to just put them on during the day, so even for recovery, people put it on, these athletes put it on, watch Netflix mm. and chill. And play, some, play, play some video games play with some your video bands games, on. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, if, you, if you're working just on emails. Muscles on the... Buttons of the controllers, whatever. So, yeah, so what sort day. of? I, I, I'm only thinking there's only two major areas you can put a band on. It's yes. at your groin yep. or your hip, and at your shoulder. Yep. Or you know, just below your shoulder at your bicep. I reckon yep. if you put it around your neck and it's not your brain. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that at home. <laughs> Is there one for your dick? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe right at the base of the shaft. <laughs> But well, I like, suppose so it would be similar. It's all vasodilation, isn't it? So we're only really training specific muscles then. So how do I get a chest workout using this? I, yeah, I heard someone talk about this, oh, and they okay. were saying that the flushing hormones will help your whole body. So, like, say okay. you want to do bench. Well, I guess it. Yeah, well, it makes sense. So you still, you still put the, the, the yeah. cuffs on your arms as proximal as you can, so as close to your sort of armpits. Yeah, and and clearly that is not occluding any of the blood flow to your chest. But I think you know, by some advanced mechanisms, which are probably beyond what we're talking about, you're getting that buildup of metabolites, which is still eventually going to flush through your whole body. So it's going to have done the work. It's You're still going to get the benefit of uh, maybe like that hormonal bump, HDH, all that sort of stuff. So, right. you, you know, obviously you're using your arms in chest as well. So you're going to get that, um, you know, tricep and, you know, bicep and all that sort of stuff benefit. But I think you're also going to get that flush of stuff, which is going to go through and help okay. the rest of your body. Yeah. Maybe not to the same extent. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so if you wanted to build calves, would you have a tourniquet under your knee? I don't know. Have you heard of them uh, doing anywhere other than just sort of proximal for the leg? Or? Yeah, I think I think just for the leg. Yeah. yeah top of the just leg. Just do the whole leg. Because yeah. yeah. you're probably yeah. going to get benefits in your yeah. – well, it's yeah. going to be very hard to the large muscles isolate your the calves, but you, you may as well get the benefit of – because like just walking, you'll, you'll build – Go for a walk. Yeah, with bands so on. you can apply this concept to um, aerobic training and resistance training. Yeah, here's the one I was interested in: is uh, imagine the like the symbiosis of saying, "All right, I'm going to go and do an hour of zone two. We'll do zone two with bands on. Yep. Zone two is going to be essentially type one muscle fibers. Going to be oxidative. You, you know, using oxygen. Put those bands on. It's almost like you're getting a double cheat. Ooh. You're still getting your sort of cardiovascular. I don't know if that's going to take away from the benefits yeah, of zone I, yeah. two in the sense that you're not getting your type one muscle fibers to use the oxygen. Or yeah. I, I don't know, but it seems like if th- it did work, you could almost have your cake and eat it too. I did think the same thing. Or maybe you could do half your zone two with bands and half without, and then you're sort of getting both. Or yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> mm. Or you yeah. could do, or you could do uh, twenty minutes with bands. Yep. And then you know, twenty five minutes or forty minutes without, or. I don't think it would be – I don't think you could run with them. No. Nah. You'd have to be a walk. Be a walk, maybe yeah. a brisk walk or yeah. a, or a um, sort of a light-duty cycle. Like yeah. a zone two cycling session would – I think, I imagine, would be okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I saw some figures here for aerobic training, 40 to 80% pressure at less than 50% of your VO2 max. Right. Uh, it is uh, applicable for aerobic training. 40 to 80%? Yeah. That's pretty high, 80. 40 to 80% yeah. pressure. But it also said the same for resistance training, 40 to 80% pressure. Maybe it's a tolerance thing because I imagine there'd be quite a bit of pain if you are getting up to 80% of your occlusion pressure. That's pretty high. Like I imagine your limbs would be getting pretty red and full. And mm. But before, painful, you said, before you said the pressure's around 7 out of 10, so that sort of fits in there, doesn't it? Yeah. 70% of pressure. Mm. Uh, and for resistance training, 20 to 40% of your one rep max. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty high pressure, isn't it? But, yeah. And they reckon uh, allow three minutes for adequate um, like return of blood to the tissues. Is that about right? So that you, you give it three minutes after you've worked that, that particular muscle? Yeah, I was giving it two to three. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And is there a maximum? So um, training a lower limb, no more than 20 minutes and, and an upper limb, no more than 15. Is there is there a limit to the – there, there's some of the figures I read in that report. I guess it depends on the protocol, yeah, and maybe what type of bands you're using. Those katsu ones, they suggest – I don't think they'll do more than 20 maybe or something. I thought he said 45, but – That might be with the cycling one – when it cycles automatically, yeah. Po- possibly, yeah, yeah. But I don't think the static hold, I don't think it'll oh, do. Oh, no. Because no, there no. is dramas with, if your blood gets um, sort of stationary for too long, you've got a drama with blood clots. Yeah. So there is a suggestion that, well, two things, you can go too tight and injure like nerves and completely cut off your blood flow, which is really bad. But also if you're just dramatically slowing down your blood flow, I think they have mentioned that you can risk um, a high incidence of blood clots. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think you'd want to do it for... Yeah, you know, forty minutes or something no. like that. Yeah, sorry, I was talking about yeah. cycling. Oh, the sorry, cycling yeah, one. yeah, yeah. As in, not cycling on your bike, cycling <laughs> oh, thirty right. on, five off, or yeah. you have a bit of a rest period so yes. that that doesn't occur. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And one of the other things is definitely don't use it on your arms and legs at the same time. Yeah, so you can't. That's bad news because it essentially uh, cuts off the venous return to your heart. Mm. You want to have some blood going back to your heart, or you're yeah. going to have bad days. So yeah. You don't want to yeah. <laughs> Because there's obviously people that that this wouldn't apply to. I mean, it, generally it's considered a safe practice. But yes. there would be people, um, particularly those with a history of DVT maybe or, or yeah. clot formation or, or blood conditions or, or yep. hypertension may Maybe even people away. on blood thinners. Yeah. Like yeah. You maybe wouldn't want to uh, get micro bleeding in there if you went too tight or I, I don't know. But under supervision, someone uh, yes. that's trained, yep. knows about it, yep. it's definitely post-surgery, post-rehab, is really good, and I think yep. if you are having something where you need rehab and need surgery, you're seeing doctors, physios, yeah. people that are experts in the field, and if they're recommending this, I think yeah. that they would run through that with you. Yeah, there is. I saw on the Katsu website, and for anyone who wants to research Katsu, it's spelled K A A T S U. It's all K- capitals for some reason, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> There's some really good information on there, and there is actually I thought I think if you go to their online shop, there is a certification program for. Yeah. So if you're like a PT or something like that, it was quite inexpensive. It was like um, I think it was 250 US dollars, and you could do. Uh, here we go, a Katsu specialist certification program, 250 dollars. It's an online curriculum for interested individuals, coaches, trainers, physical therapists, chiros, etc., uh, to learn how to safely and effectively and efficiently use. 
um, katsu for individuals of all ages. So it's pretty inexpensive if you yeah. actually wanted to mm. go and learn for yourself. And mm. it's not online, so it's obviously quite accessible. But def- it's yeah. a really good website. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I definitely it. recommend anyone considering this to really do some research on definitely. it. Definitely, yeah. To see whether to, 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 to do it properly or do it correctly uh, whilst they're training and also to see whether they actually uh, are, are sort of eligible for it, you know, or they don't have yep. any conditions that can that can harm them. Definitely, yeah. Because if you're, if you're tightening that so. too tight, you know, you, you can experience numbness. Yeah. Um, if you're feeling that, then you're obviously doing something wrong or the tingling is obviously you've you've cut a nerve off if you're experiencing tingling in your extremities. Yeah, definitely, definitely seek some, yeah, doing your own research and seeking someone who is sort of trained yeah. to do it. Yeah. I heard uh, in preparation for this, I was listening to a um, Dr. McCullough, He's huge on the BFR. He loves it. He's loves been it. talking about it for oh, years. Really? He was saying he uses it for two or three hours a day. And since he started using that in his mid-60s, he's put on 25 pounds of lean muscle mass. Wow. That's pretty impressive for a guy in his mid-60s. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty impressive for a guy in his 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you were yeah. saying the guy who created Katsu is really jacked. He is jacked, man. <laughs> I think someone said he's Look got something up. like 18-inch biceps. Right. Really? Wow. That, for a guy in his 70s. Yeah, yeah. You know, wow. that's impressive for a guy in his 30s. Well, it's, yeah. It seems to be great for longevity. Uh, yeah. So these these older fellas, and that's maybe that's why McCola is so great on it. He yeah. he pumps it up all the time. Yeah, talks about it a lot. It's just the cost. Like uh, the Katsu system is expensive. It is, know, it's, yeah, it's a thousand US dollars. Um, is is that right? It's a thousand US dollars for their most basic uh, system. Um, because you can buy the air bands separately, but they don't work without the pump. So at some stage you've got to pony up a thousand US dollars if you want to get into the Katsu system. Yeah. Otherwise you're using the home um, bands. I mean, if you're a practitioner and you were using it with a lot of patients, that would obviously be quite affordable and the cost yeah. per use would be very little. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, it's money, but especially yeah. if you're elderly and you want mm. to increase your longevity. It seems like the benefits, are, you know, oh. decrease your, your muscle loss. So that's a, plus for living longer you know you're decreasing your chronic disease risk through that insulin resistance that's a plus your metabolic flexibility goes up you you're decreasing your stress and joints when you're exercising yep increasing bone density that was yeah. one I, was, I yeah. saw there um, you can yeah you can do fairly aggressive exercise with really minimal weights it's you know if the you hormonal wanted, bump yeah hormone if you, if you have limited space you could do, say, you travel lots and you're in a hotel. Hotels usually have gyms, I suppose, but you could use that. But, you know, if you're stuck in a confined space or, you know, you can do push-ups, you can do bodyweight squats, you can even yeah. do sort of arm kills without, if you did lots of them. I've without, heard of people just doing the weight of their arms. Yeah. Killing. If you so, do enough, you'll still get that sort of pump. So Not for us because we're big, big uh, dudes, but older maybe, people that, you know, can't lift anything, they would have little ones. Yeah, it just seems really... One of those ones that you kind of come across and really look into and go, that seems like maybe a thousand US and the certification, twelve, say fifteen hundred bucks, is a real investment in your health and your future just to be around for a long time. I wonder if there's any katsu practitioners in Perth that yeah, do well, you know, that do it. You can go yeah. there and do it as a part mm. of a program or a PT that carries them or something or if yeah. it's um, still too too new. I think it's a business opportunity for someone like... Yeah, I'd, yeah, you know, for sure. You might not want to pony up a thousand US dollars. You know, it probably cost you 1500 bucks Aussie by the time you shipped it and paid yeah. GST and all that sort of stuff. But if you're using it a lot, mm. um, yeah, what a 
what a game changer. Yeah, it sort of re- reminded me a little bit of that um, speed fit concept. I don't uh, know if yeah. you've seen those speed fit gyms yeah. where you're, you're connected to all these electrodes. So electrodes are connected to each sort of muscle group and it's probably more um, more available muscles to be able to, to connect to as opposed to just the, the bands over your bicep or yeah. at your groin. So, And then you're taken through a 20-minute uh, light body weight sort of workout, inc- exercising every muscle group. So is that stimulating... Yeah, and you're also, you can dial up this machine and that sends electrical impulses to to each muscle and you can actually... um, So it's like contracting the muscle for you? Yes. Yeah, okay. Whilst you're still exercising that muscle. So say, for example... So building on top of your own impulse kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, so you're you're receiving double impulses. Yeah, Yeah, right. You're receiving... stimulation. Yeah, your own... Yeah, so for example, you'll have a person doing, say, the bicep curls. There'll be an electrode on their bicep. You'll dial up the dial for bicep curl until they feel the muscle start to twitch. Come on, push. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they can do their curls. And, yeah, if you do dial it up too far, you can't. they can't curl because the muscle just goes into spasm. Oh, wow. Mm. Right. It's, it's, really, um, it's really interesting. It's, yeah. But this rem- reminded me of that. Yeah. Um, wow. That concept. And yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure you can swim with them. I think, I think there's a waterproof one. Yeah. So there's right. a range of different things you mm. can yeah. do. But imagine going for a walk and being able to build type two. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll consider it. I'll, I'll, I'm not going to spend a lot of money on it. I might get some of the bands that you've got, Jonesy, yeah. and, and give it a try. I'll, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to try it first. Have you, what, so have you noticed any results since you've been doing it? Or? Looking jacked. Oh, look at those 18 inch biceps. Yeah, no, I am. Um, I probably cycle in and out of it so mm. i haven't probably done it for maybe a year year or two yeah but it's good it's really good at home where i don't have a huge array of weights and stuff so yeah. i'll use it every now and then and just mm. do some chins and be good yeah. if um, you didn't want to buy a lot of weights yeah because weights are yeah. expensive yeah. you know weight plates cost a fair bit of money these days if you especially if you want to buy bumper plates or something like that but just buy yourself a barbell yeah put it on your back do squats yeah do some curls do, I don't know. Yeah. Chest, whatever. Like, mm. Yeah. Because you don't, you don't have to lift much weight. So, mm. super interesting. Yeah. Get into it. Oh, mm. yeah. It'd be good to hear from any listeners if they've tried it or if they yeah. if there's any Katsu practitioners out there, get in contact with us and yeah. we'll get you on the show. Yeah. And you can yep. Come and have a chat to oh, us. Oh, I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear a specialist talk about this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Someone that's you know trained in it. Yeah. If you guys have got me all excited. Maybe I'll go and do it and start up a business. Just do it, mate. Fifteen hundred bucks. Don't even yeah. worry about it. You're a rich man. <laughs> <laughs> write it off on tax. Tax right off there. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. All right. Cool. Well, well. Food for thought. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Any closing closing remarks or? No, let us know oh, if you cool. know about it. Yeah, yeah. That'd yeah. be great. I'd yeah. love to hear about and it. And do your homework before you have a go yeah, at it. Definitely yeah, definitely know don't that go too a tight. couple of risks. We're not doctors, obviously. So exactly. go and uh, check it out for yourself. But obviously, lots of benefits. And yeah. Lots of little, lots of intricate intracellular things going on. Yeah, like a real modern biohack, really. Star Wars Not, shit, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's out yeah. there. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's good. Love it. Right. On the fringes. On the fringes. Where we are, all right. Should we get our air guitars ready? Get them ready. Go on, then. There we go.